Welcome to Coach and Grow with V podcast. I'm your host, Virginie de Malavoie, and in this podcast, we'll explore different ways of becoming the best version of yourself through coaching and developing your inner self. Every month, we'll dive into new techniques and methods to help you change your perception, increase self-awareness, and ultimately feel better. Learning to become your best self is essential, and we'll discuss how it can lead to a deeper understanding of your strengths, weaknesses, and behavior patterns. Join us on this fascinating journey of self-discovery and growth. Welcome to episode number two of our podcast, Coach and Grow with V. In this episode, I'll be exploring the art of saying no. If you're one of those wonderful people pleasers out there, this episode is specially tailored for you. But before we get started, I just wanted to take a moment to express my sincere gratitude for all the incredible support I've received since the launch of the Coach and Grow With V podcast. It's been an amazing journey so far, and I feel truly blessed to have such an incredible community surrounding me. Your encouragement and kind words have been like fuel to my passion for coaching and self-development. Knowing that the podcast is resonating with you and helping you on your own path of growth is what keeps me going to deliver the best possible content. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Your support means the world to me and I'm excited to continue this fascinating journey of self-discovery and growth together. Now, today I want to explore a topic that has been a struggle for many of us, the art of saying no. In our fast-paced world, there's an overwhelming pressure to say yes to everything that comes our way. Whether it's rushing to prepare for a client meeting, handling last-minute requests from our bosses, or organizing a friend's bachelorette party. However, it's essential to recognize that the concept of saying no can differ depending on cultural backgrounds. In high-context cultures like France, Spain, Italy, Japan, or China, communication and reactions may vary compared to low-context cultures like the US, Canada, Australia, or the Netherlands, for instance. Regardless of cultural differences, mastering the skill of saying no is crucial for maintaining balance in our lives. It's not about being uncooperative or rude, but rather about setting healthy boundaries and prioritizing our well-being. By learning to say no respectfully and assertively, we gain the freedom to focus on what truly matters to us and avoid spreading ourselves too thin. In today's episode, I want to help you give yourself the permission to make decisions you like and drop the desire to pretend to be anything but who you are. Let's start with this statement. Saying no is a skill like many others, such as writing, learning, leadership, decision-making, problem-solving, and self-awareness. These skills are developed over time. Saying no to people is one of the most important skills you can develop. It is a form of self-care. It is usually mastered by toddlers at a very young age. No, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to eat those broccoli. I would rather eat french fries. Every toddler begins to learn no as part of the development of their own independence and personality around the age of two. It's actually a good thing as they're learning to develop their own free will and beginning to realize that their desires aren't always the same as the parents. It may still be a way to control their own destiny and make their own decisions. Think of it as a way of declaring their independence, even if what they are saying no to is something they'd like. Growing up, life will tell you that oftentimes you should say yes to satisfy or please the others. That is where things get a little bit more complicated. Why should I please others and not think about what I want first? 
Over the last few years, I have turned this around and instead of saying no, I ask myself, do I want it or not? Am I in the mood for it or not? Do I like it or not? If the answer to those questions is no, then I will politely say and explain my decision-making process not to hurt the other person, but to think about me first. I'm happy with my life, but I want to explore new ventures. I will do it for me, not for the others or against the other. I decide to learn new skills because I want to, not because someone else told me to. I quit a job because I want to. Have you ever been questioned about the way you live your life by your parents, your spouse, your friends, your family, or your colleagues? Everyone seems to have an opinion on what you should or should not do. It's quite amusing, by the way. However, some of those opinions should be taken with a grain of salt because they often come from people who have never been capable of doing the things you have accomplished. I remember the first time my partner and I shared with our family and friends that we were about to move to Canada. But why are you guys doing it? You have successful careers here in Paris, a great home, and we are here. Besides, it's cold out there. We were surrounded by a lot of opinions and emotions. People were telling us not to even think about moving because they didn't want us to. Guess what happened? We ended up doing it because we wanted to. We just said yes to ourselves because we thought it was the right thing to do for us not for the others. And you know what? We've learned that this is not a move everyone can make. It takes a lot of courage to establish your new life abroad with a young kid, especially when the culture is drastically different from your home country. But we did it no matter what others were saying. So how do we learn to say no? Let's see how to prioritize our needs and build assertiveness while maintaining positive relationships with others. Here are the top five things I've learned and applied to myself. Number one, recognizing your limits. This is the starting point. We can't do it all. I repeat, we can't do it all. For those of you who know me personally, this one was extremely hard for me. Recognizing your limits refers to the ability to acknowledge and understand the boundaries of your physical, emotional, mental, and even time-related capacities. It involves being aware of your capabilities, strengths, weaknesses, and knowing when to say no or set boundaries to avoid overextending yourself. By recognizing your limits, you become more self-aware and can make informed decisions about how much you can handle in various aspects of your life, such as work, relationships, and personal commitments. It's an essential aspect of maintaining overall well-being and preventing burnout or exhaustion. Acknowledging your personal limits and understanding that it's okay to decline certain commitments that exceed your limits are crucial for your well-being. Take a step back, breathe, and dissect the last episode of your life when you felt overwhelmed, close to burnout, or even burned out, and analyze why that happened. Why did you come to a point where you lost your lucidity on things, motivations, or anything that brings you joy or happiness? I'm an optimistic people pleaser and problem solver by nature. I always laugh and joke a lot, bringing positive energy to my environment. But in December 2021, I didn't recognize myself. I was literally crying every day for almost anything. No more motivation or joy of any kind just emotions that drain my heart and my soul. 
I took some time to analyze the why, and I came to the conclusion that I pushed too hard on myself. After a year and a half of dealing with COVID and trying to save the world by protecting my people from external threats, I had no more juice left. I took that inner reflection to acknowledge that I have limits. Yes, I do have limits. So I decided that it was time for me to set clear boundaries. And here comes tip number two, setting clear boundaries. Setting clean boundaries refers to establishing and communicating guidelines, limits, and expectations for oneself and others in various aspects of your life. These boundaries can be physical, emotional, mental, or even interpersonal. When setting clear boundaries, individuals define what is acceptable or unacceptable behavior, interactions, or commitments for them. For example, in personal relationships, Setting clear boundaries might involve expressing what behavior is considered respectful and what behavior is not tolerated. In a work setting, it could mean defining the number of working hours or the type of tasks that one is willing to take on. Clear boundaries help individuals protect their well-being and maintain a healthy balance in their lives. By communicating these boundaries effectively, people can foster healthier relationships, reduce stress, and prevent burnout, burnout by not taking on more that they can handle. It also allows individuals to prioritize their needs and make informed decisions that align with their values and goals. But how to set and communicate boundaries effectively? For example, you realize that working long hours is affecting your physical and mental health negatively. You don't have time for any me-time, activities with friends, true present moments with your kids, and you decide that you can't handle this anymore you need a drastic change. In that particular case, a boundary could be allowing yourself to take your Friday afternoon off and call it a day so you can focus on what really matters to you. It could be going to the gym, reading a book, going to pick up your kid at school earlier, anything that will bring you what you need in that particular moment. In that case, you will learn that saying no allows you to protect your time and energy for activities and relationships that bring you fulfillment and happiness. You will quickly realize that no one will suffer from you being off work for a few hours. The first time you will allow yourself to do that, you will feel guilty. So let's dissect the topic in a second. Guilt is my favorite topic. I'm really being sarcastic here, obviously. Feeling guilty is about not making people happy. I was born and raised to be a people pleaser. Whatever it takes, I will say yes. Until I reach the point of saying, you know what, enough is enough. If that doesn't suit me, it's going to be a big no. Some people might think it's selfish, but I believe it's the exact opposite. I find it selfish not to think about ourselves and prioritize others before our own self. In a previous podcast episode that I called Flex Your Mental Muscle, I talked about being your number one fan and embracing unconditional love. Let's go back to the definition of guilt. It is an emotional and psychological state characterized by feelings of remorse, regret, and self-reproach over past actions, behavior, or decisions that are perceived as having caused harm or offense to oneself or others. It involves a sense of responsibility for the negative outcomes or consequences resulting from one's actions or inactions. Addressing and processing guilt in a healthy way is essential for personal growth and emotional well-being. Many people feel guilty when saying no to others' requests. Prioritizing your needs is not selfish, but necessary. It is necessary for your own well-being. 
Let's take a work-related example. During a team meeting, you were assigned a crucial project that had tight deadlines and required extensive research and collaboration with other team members. However, over the next few days, you got overwhelmed with your existing workload and personal commitments, and you realized that you wouldn't be able to dedicate the necessary time and effort to the new project. But because you're a determined person, you tell yourself, I got this, I will do it, I have to do it. As the deadline approached, you find yourself feeling guilty and anxious about not being able to meet the expectations set by your colleagues and managers. You know that your inability to deliver on this project might potentially delay the entire team's progress and negatively impact the project's overall success. You couldn't stop thinking about the disappointment your teammates might feel and the extra burden your incompleted task would place on them. Despite your best efforts, you couldn't shake off the guilt of not living up to the responsibility you were assigned. To address your feelings of guilt and be accountable, you might decide to talk to your team leader about the situation. You can explain your current workload and personal commitments and express your regret for not being able to take on the project at this time. Most probably, your team leader will be understanding, but you will still struggle with your feelings of guilt as you didn't want to let your team down. Another option could be ask your teammates to work with you to find a solution. They will offer to pitch in and help with some of your tasks, and they will adjust the project timelines to accommodate your limitations. The guilt might not completely vanish, but you will feel relieved that your team supported you during a challenging time. Through this experience, you will learn the importance of open communication and seeking assistance when overwhelmed at work. You are not alone on this planet. Now, let's focus on the fourth tip that will help you to say no. Let's talk about differentiating priorities. Not everything should be at the same level. What do you consider as essential tasks or distractions? Take a moment to think about it. Grab a pen and paper. Yes, I know, I, it sounds old school, but it really makes a difference. And list what you believe are essential tasks and distractions. It is similar to creating a to-do list. Once you write things down, you will quickly realize if you're prioritizing things correctly. You might find that you've placed certain tasks at a higher level than they should be. This exercise can help you gain clarity and better manage your time and priorities, allowing you to focus on what truly matters while minimizing distraction. For me, essential tasks vary from personal care, family and relationships, to work-related responsibilities. On the opposite side of the spectrum, distractions include social media browsing, binge-watching Netflix, notifications, and procrastination. I will use a personal example to illustrate this. I'm a morning person and I wake up at 5 a.m. every day with high energy levels in the morning. However, I tend to be less productive after lunch and this has been my natural rhythm for as long as I can remember. Additionally, maintaining a balance between my mental and physical health is crucial to me, so regular exercise is important. I also like to keep my house super clean all the time. For a while, I find myself falling into a pattern where I would do household chores like laundry, vacuuming in the morning before starting my workday. As a result, by the end of the day, I felt drained and had no energy left for exercising. One day I decided that this is time to change. I asked myself, how can I modify these habits to better suit my needs? The solution I came up with was that dedicating a specific time each day between 5.45 and 6.30 for physical activity. 
I found that power walking outside was something I truly enjoyed, so I made it a daily practice, 365 days a year. By doing this, I reserved low-value tasks like vacuuming or laundry for the end of the day when I naturally had less energy to focus on more mentally demanding activities or creative endeavors. This shift in my routine allowed me to strike a better balance between my priorities and leverage my energy levels more effectively throughout the day. In that situation, exercise was essential, while household chores were distractions. I will say no to anything but essential tasks in the morning. Allow yourself to focus on what aligns with your goals. Here comes tip number five. Now that you have learned how to recognize your own limits, set some boundaries, feel less guilty, and be clear on what you consider essential tasks versus distraction, you might be thinking, how am I going to maintain and nurture a positive relationship with others if I'm saying no? Contrary to common belief, saying no involves embracing authenticity, respect, and open communication. When you assertively say no, you demonstrate honesty about your capabilities and boundaries, building a foundation of trust and respect with those around you. This honesty fosters genuine connections as others recognize and sincerity and value your self-awareness. By setting clear boundaries, you empower yourself and others to prioritize their needs, fostering mutual understanding and support. Saying no also allows you to focus on the commitments that truly matters, leading to a more present and invested presence in your relationships. Moreover, it prevents the buildup of resentment that can arise from constantly saying yes out of obligation. Instead, you cultivate a healthier dynamic of mutual empowerment, encouraging others to set their boundaries as well. This practice of saying no can lead to deeper conversations and more open communication creating a space where people feel comfortable expressing their thoughts and emotions. People will learn from you and might think, maybe I should do like her or like him and try to say no when I'm not aligned with what is expected from me. Remember, saying no doesn't make you selfish. It makes you self-aware and in control of your choices. Embrace this powerful tool and you'll discover a newly acquired feeling of empowerment and a healthier, more balanced approach to life. You can control your destiny. Here comes the end for today. I hope you will remember some tips and try to implement them in your life. I would love to hear your thoughts afterward. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for being part of my podcasting journey and have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Coach and Grow With Me podcast. I hope you enjoy our discussion on coaching and developing your inner self. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know your thoughts. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, feel free to reach out to me on social media channels. Remember, becoming your best self is a journey and I'm here to support you every step of the way. So keep growing and evolving and I'll see you on the next episode.